0: A lot of people say that. You don't have, I mean, I love, and a lot of yoga teachers, when you first start class, they say, if you can breathe, you can practice yoga. If you do nothing else today but breathe, that is yoga. So when you're doing a lot of these poses, you're connecting your breath with movement, but you're working the body in a way that allows you to still the mind. You know, when you do balance poses, your mind is clear.
1: But if you're doing a Shavasana. If you're
0: doing Shavasana, if you're in meditate so say you don't like meditation you have a hard time sitting still and you can't focus on your breath do movement first maybe you try a yoga class or do some jumping jacks so that's kind
1: of what we try to teach you want to get the movement going yeah right yeah and then you start you
0: move the body you still the mind
1: move the body still the mind Mm -hmm. Hey, gang, welcome back to another Rest, Eat, Move podcast. And today I have the pleasure to talk to my daughter, Kristen. Yahoo! And so we haven't done, we used to do podcasts together um, quite a few years ago. And um, we haven't done as many as I'd like to, but I want her to have become a regular guest. And I'm going to give, I, I don't really want to do the background on my my daughter, but um, she's the oldest of the twins, Matt and Kristen. And you're a minute mm-hmm. older than Matt, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of boss him around. I tried
0: yep. to. No, he's the boss of the group.
1: So again, Kristen is uh, a registered dietitian for us. She does speaking, um, co-author of the Targeted Table Cookbook, and um, also a yoga instructor. And today, what we want to talk about again, she's this is her space. She's really good at this. She lives it. She breathes it. Is about mindfulness. And really, what does that mean? Last week, we talked about mental health. If you haven't listened to that podcast last week, um, we talked a lot about, you know, what's going on in the world with anxiety and depression and, you know, overall mental health. And I think this kind of dovetails really, really nicely into the conversation we're going to have about mindfulness. So with that being said, um, I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute. Kind of catch the listeners up about what you are currently doing family you know (laughs) we were watching the kids uh, Saturday night and they're so funny but um, anyway I'll let you take it from here
0: yeah it's a busy time right now I like to say I'm a dietitian turned private chef so I'm doing a lot of I'm just really in the food space right now and I do a lot of kind of corporate food events for just some local people in the area I do breakfast lunch events um, meal service for some high-profile clients and then you know, right now I'm just seeking more of a full-time private private chef position with one family. So, um, lots of cooking, whether it's packaged to go or just making, you know, a meal and experience. Um, I have a lot of um, people I cook for right now, including you sometimes. So,
1: in the in the smoothie cleanses, you've done that a few times, and. That's always very successful. People are very interested yes. in that, doing like a smoothie cleanse. So
0: That's that's nice because it's very focused. So for three days, people get four smoothies a day plus one juice. So they know what they're getting themselves into and it's so short sure, and they feel good and they just kind of have some motivation that they may need to kind of jumpstart their health goals. Um, but yeah, otherwise life is busy. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and I'm going to Bahamas this weekend for my husband's birthday and – it's it's fun times. <laughs>
1: yeah, and your two boys are just I mean, they're so much fun. They're um, fun, yeah. And, and but obviously at the same time th- you guys are very busy. You and mm-hmm. Sean are both very busy. So yeah. and so really what kind of leads into as a busy mom, working family, how do you try to balance all that? And so I think this is a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, where Sean <laughs> was talking a little bit about some of the interest that's out there about yoga. And I think this kind of fits into mm-hmm. the conversation today. But if I ask you, what is your definis- definition of mindfulness? What would explain that to the listeners?
0: Yeah, and I think you know, I actually early on was very confused with what mindfulness was. What does it mean? And most people say it's present moment awareness. So you're just paying attention to the present moment. The way I like to explain it, it's energy in the moment. So. Are you showing up in the moment engaged? Or are you thinking about the past? Are you thinking about the future? And when you were talking about mental health, you know, stress and depression, they live in the past or they live in the future. And I think sometimes we can be free of some of these worries if we just focus on the moment and we only focus on the things that we can control. And also, the present moment is all we have. That's the only moment we can get things done. And I think, you know, as a busy mom, I can always get stressed with thinking about all the things I have to do but when I start doing those things and I'm in the moment and I'm checking you know off the lists of the things I have to do they always get done and I think it is about time management but if you don't have energy in your time then it's kind of wasted time I think so it just kind of depends on what you're focusing on
1: so so share that one more time your definition of mindfulness
0: it's energy in the present moment. So how are you showing up? Do you have energy? Because your moment is going to be a wasted moment if you don't feel good. And if you're if you don't have focus, and if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're lacking energy, because you're not taking care of yourself. And I think as a mom, you know, I've reprioritized the what it means for self care, because self-care isn't selfish and I know that I won't have energy in the moment if I'm not practicing self-care. So, you know, even though mindfulness is present moment awareness and you can practice mindfulness with meditation because that allows you to be present. Anything that you do, you know, any breath work you do is in the present moment because you don't breathe in the past or the future. So a lot of times mindfulness practices are meditation. Um, You can do Breathing work before you fall asleep, you could do technology breaks, sleep trainings, um, just different practices, walking in nature, anything that allows you to be present. But I always kind of bring it back to, obviously, this is kind of what we do and what we believe in, but it all comes back to health, too, because you can practice mindfulness, but if you're not being mindful of how you're resting, eating, and moving, to have energy in that present moment is going to be very hard.
1: When I, and I like what you said. You're talking about energy. And if you're always focusing on the past or the future, to me, you're spending a lot of energy on exactly something that's really out of your hands. Right. Right. So or again, it may I'm, not
0: even exist.
1: In, it may n- yeah. in, in most cases, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes when I work with clients or including myself, yep. if you get so out here or out there – I'm spending a lot of wasted energy mm-hmm. or I'm wasting energy to to, to think about things that right. I'm not in the present moment.
0: Yeah, and when I'm in the present moment, I mean, that's where you have that kind of like flow where you're in the moment and you're getting stuff done. When you start thinking about, and this is, mom is so great with planning events, but sometimes I, I already know what I'm doing in my head. And if someone says, okay, well, how do you want this event set up or You know, how do you want me to set the table or it throws off my energy in the moment, you know, so a lot of times and right now, like in the food space, I work alone a lot and I'm very productive at that because I'm not having these distractions. I'm not having to explain to someone I'm putting, you know, this water on the stove right now because I'm going to start with boiling my pasta. Then I'm going to make myself. I already know what I'm doing. So to have to explain that, I think we just have to tackle the, the task at hand in that moment. And I think we get so bogged down with sometimes a lot of the details or what we need to do. Tomorrow I'm serving breakfast for 45 people. There's a lot to be done. I'm making sourdough bread, so that has to rise the night before. I also have a couple new clients right now that I'm making dinner for Monday through Friday this week. And then I have some of my other clients who need breakfast, lunch, and snack every day. So that's a lot of different moving parts.
1: Yeah, and you can't forget to pick up the kids. And well, yeah,
0: and it's <laughs> and then I have to I have to feed my kids, and so I could get bogged down with all the little things I have to do. But talking about it and getting stressed about it does nothing. In fact, it just makes it worse, because I know it will all get done.
1: But we talked about this last week. But it is such a skill, mm-hmm. and if you can really. What what's right in front of me? Matt talked about this being in your shoes, where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, right then. It's such a it's such a hard thing to do, but it's yep. such a an amazing skill if you can right. start learning how to do that, like catching yourself. Mm-hmm. Why am I thinking way out here? Right. You know, we talked about this in our huddle today that you can't control the outcome. No. Only I can do is control the process. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, hey, tomorrow I'm speaking at. Um, an event tomorrow for 140 people, I know what I got to do. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I try to do more than anything is what you said at the very beginning is protect my energy Right. as I go into that event. If I don't yes. have good energy going to that event, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much I'm prepping, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm really prepared mm-hmm. from an energy standpoint, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... You're ro- going to rock it I'm in the time it. that
0: you have. And Correct. all of our, our time is limited. And I think you know if and i can tell sometimes if i get moving too fast i forget something or i make a mistake and then i say okay have you did you exercise today did you take any deep breaths did you have time for yourself where you could just you know get your get your thoughts together because we get moving so fast like my kids wake me up sometimes at 5:30 in the morning and then i just hit the ground running and the, and sometimes all i want to do is just sit down and have a cup of coffee But I know I first need to do maybe 10 minutes I jump on the Peloton or 15 minutes I do a yoga routine to myself. Sure. Then I know my energy is going to be more powerful in my day. So, yeah, I think we have to understand that self-care is not selfish and we need to take that time for
1: ourselves. So let's dive into the self-care thing for a minute. I really like what you just said about I'm really using the word pace a lot more. You know, in my book I wrote, a lot about space mm-hmm. but I find more and more people that I've worked with recently their pace of their life you know I'll ask them is your pace uh on a one to ten scale is it a, is your pace a three is it a six mm-hmm. is it a ten what is your pace interesting and yep. if your pace and your space don't line up which they never do mm-hmm. <laughs> then we're gonna have a problem right and so I I had a, a couple in here the other day and his pace was a 4, and her pace was a Mm (laughs) 10. So, But why was her pace a 10 when his was a Mm 4? Maybe he needs to move up a little bit. She moves a little bit down. But Uh it really hit him. like The thing I learned the most in our session today, Mm because I always go back and say, hey, what resonated with you today? And they both said pace. Mm. And then then they say, okay, so if my pace is X, Mm -hmm. and I don't have enough space for self-care, I'm probably gonna move in a bad direction here so talk about self-care in your opinion as a busy mom professional how do you prioritize or what's really important to you from a self-care standpoint
0: i mean it's changed just because i mean everyone's short on time but as a mom i feel like my time is short
1: yeah your space is limited from what it used to be so your pace is still really high
0: and i yeah and i mean and there's some day like in the food world it's hard because you know, I have this event on tomorrow. Well, I couldn't prep for it last week. I could do some things, but, you know, it's timely. So it's just – so there's some days where my pace is probably really slow, but I do need that to find more balance. Some days it's crazy and it's insane, but I also like that too because it drives me a little bit. Because well,
1: and so that polarity management yep. – yeah, is recognizing that certain days are going to be mm-hmm. crazy. Right. But then I also have to plug in days that are a little mm-hmm. bit more.
0: And that those days, maybe I can practice a little bit more self-care. Mm-hmm. And if those days are slower, maybe I'm going to run or do something more high intensity. Like tomorrow, I'm probably going to wake up by 5 to make two loaves of bread, and it'll be a crazy day. And then maybe midday, I won't have the energy to – run or lift but maybe I can practice some yoga that slows me down a little bit so that's where I look at my movements according to my day and what I need because you know growing up we grew up in a gym and I felt like you know and then I ran track and I was always on the high intensity end of movement which is fine I was young and but now I almost want slow I want like yin yoga, I want restorative. So I think you need to tap into that stuff a little bit more. And when I used to work out for an hour, now it's maybe 10, 15 minutes. And yes, I would like more, you know, time mm-hmm. for myself, sure. but I'm in in a stage where I can't. And I think sometimes you have to let go of like that control and the perfection and just find more balance, even if it is just five, 10 minutes of movement. So I think to make, it, to make it easy and to make it work with my lifestyle, I have to have these habits and routines in place. And I know, you know, if I drop my kids off at 730 at um, daycare, I know I have at least a half an hour, maybe an hour before my day starts. And that's, you can choose to do a lot of different things with that time. You could clean the house. You know, you can fold laundry. <laughs> but I want time to myself. You know, like I can fold the laundry and clean the house when my kids are there. Mm-hmm. I can't exercise or do deep breathing when my kids are crawling all Mm -hmm. over me Mm -hmm. so it's just look being more mindful of those things and then you know maybe my diet isn't as clean as it once was but I I'm also trying to seek balance with that too and I have I try to make eating healthy as easy as I can so if I am prepping meals for clients maybe I make a little bit more for my family sure so things like that. Well,
1: and I really liked what we were talking about before we get on the podcast, but, you know, Rashawn and I were talking about like our definition, we'll get into this in just a second, but I really like what you said about your thinking about your day mm-hmm. and what's what's needed for you in that day. So if you're super exhausted, you've been up in five, right. you're saying, well, I'm going to go out for a hard run about two o'clock in the afternoon, and you're like, No. And not-
0: I think you tell yourself sometimes this, and then you never do it because you put too much pressure on yourself. But if you go into it saying, you know what, I'm probably not going to have that much energy, but I know I'm going to do something. But I'm not going to put pressure on, like, even the yeah. Peloton. I'm not going to.
1: But it doesn't have to be, like, a, a red yep. a redlining right. workout. I c- I'm going to move my body because yep. I need that energy. I need that. Mm-hmm. But that's really what I need right now. I need mm-hmm. more yin yoga. I need more. Yep. I, I I'm definitely changed my tune on about that in the last probably <laughs> oh, ten years. Yeah. Before it was like get in the gym,
0: workout work sweat, out super yes. hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get
1: get crushing the cardio. Yeah. Do the strength training. <laughs> do all that. Now it's more restorative stretching, yep. strength training. Mm-hmm. You know, all, playing. Right. But it's really listening what's needed and mm-hmm. and really create. Really, what I think you're really good at is you're all about the flow. Mm-hmm. It's not about you eating perfect. Nope. It's about mm-hmm. just do the best you can. Right. And some days are yeah. gonna be better than others, but mm-hmm. I'm not really gonna go far too far off the mm-hmm. wagon. But at the same time, so so with that being said, go, keep going on the self care. You just you started talking about food. You don't have to be perfect with that.
0: Yeah, and I think when you have more balance, it makes life more fun. You know, um, we're going to Bahamas this week weekend, and you know we want to get our beach bodies in order. And there's going to be a lot of people that were going with a big group. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are like in very good shape. A lot of people don't have kids. And that doesn't mean you have to be out of shape, but there's just priorities are different. And so we just started like maybe not drinking as much wine and like not buying so many snacks and just little things like that. And it's all fine and we feel good. But I think when you start to worry too much or you start to restrict yourself, it takes the fun out of it a little bit, and then you get so concentrated on what you can't have. And I think when you just live a lifestyle where you know you just don't want to indulge too much or you're, like, aware of it, then you don't have to worry so much about starting a strict program, stopping Yeah, I'm not pro- counting
1: calories, and I'm eating skinless eating. chicken. I'm not, and you know. And that's
0: why – and the private chef world has really opened my eyes because I think sometimes – some of my clients see me as a dietitian and they're like, well, I just don't, I want healthy, but I don't want too healthy. I get that a lot. And I'm thinking, I'm not even sure what that means because yes, I, my approach is more Stop seasonal and fresh. So
1: I want healthy, but I don't want too healthy. Too healthy. Yeah. Well, I don't well, Explain it to me.
0: <laughs> I know. And so I said, they said, I still like burgers and I like bread and I like this and that. And I was like, Okay, I guess I shouldn't even use the word health. Sometimes I don't even say the word health or yeah. healthy because yeah, it's I'm that, talking about food.
1: Yeah, the belief system right there. That's interesting because I've never I've heard you talk about too healthy, but I have no idea what that means.
0: So honestly, and speaking to our friend Anna Mason, like I, I just had a little bit more clarity where not that I want to like leave my, my, my dietitian credentials behind, but sometimes I don't lead with that.
1: Yeah, because at the end of it. the
0: day I'm cooking food yeah and I think it's all healthy because it's real food I'm using butter I'm using beef but it's the best the quality I yeah, can you're find the and source. and then nothing's off limits yeah. so my healthy m- may not mean someone else is healthy I'm not like depriving myself of anything I'm still using cheese and you know fats and whatever but well is that <laughs>
1: you know we we're at We're at the Easter brunch and everybody's looking at my plate and I'm like, you know, we're at Easter brunch. I mean, and there's so much to choose from. I mean, you're going to lose your mind. But at the same time, it's just, you know, the 80-20 rule. But I think what you're saying is that sometimes people have that belief that I'm going to be so Mm -hmm. extreme. i got to count on my calories. Mm -hmm. Here comes a skinless chicken, you know, blah, 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 protein drinks, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And reality is they're mm-hmm. losing the whole concept well, of eating. And I think the, the
0: biggest thing, uh, the biggest issue I have with dieting is it doesn't allow you to have a social life. And, like, you're there with at Easter with all of your friends and your family and you're seeing people you know. And my kids are there. And, you know, one buffet is not going to ruin your health goals. Well, and the other thing,
1: too, you can be smart about the buffet, too.
0: Right. Yep.
1: So I didn't get everything that, you know, I mean, you're not going to lose your mind. But no. But... I think what you're saying too is you can really have your cake and eat it mm-hmm. too. You just choose yep. to not over go overdo right. it or, you know, and again if you want to let your hair down and mm-hmm. do whatever you want. So I think you do a good job of that. Like you have a glass of wine, you have mm-hmm. a burger, you have whatever, but it's just yeah. not what you do all the time.
0: Well and you also want to keep in mind you wanna be a role model. I mean my kids are in a stage where they just they want chicken nuggets and hot dogs and whatever, but they also want their wheatgrass and spirulina and they want these things that they see me doing and i think i've just noticed you know as a parent now when i see other parents dieting it does something to the kids and the way they think about food and like i don't want to say that this food is bad or good i don't want my kids to think that i just i came in to teach a lesson to my 4-year-old's cl- class at school and we talked about superfoods and i said superfoods are just foods that superheroes eat and they're like yeah and I said, what what foods are superfoods? Chicken, strawberries. Like, they know. They know what's... Yeah, they You know. don't have to say healthy. You don't have to say right. good or bad. They know that Batman is not eating candy all day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that to them. They know. So right. it's just, like, common it's like Brady, sense. Every and, time
1: I see a Brady, I'm like, you know, and then Brooks is doing the same thing. But, yeah. you know, whether well, it's Matt's kids or your kids, but, you know, the cod liver is muscle <laughs> juice. Right. It's not healthy yeah. for them. It's muscle juice. Yes. So however you want to... sell the plan and
0: you sell that to your spouse you know yeah i think yeah you just you can't be too extreme over anything and you have to be you have to make it fun and not but i
1: think what you said at the very beginning now we're getting more mindful Mm -hmm. of our decisions on self-care
0: well and that's what mindfulness is you know to have energy in the present moment you have to practice mindful resting and mindful moving and mindful eating and it's just paying attention a little bit more on purpose but also when you rest, you just rest. You know, if you're, if you're sleeping, you're just sleeping. The TV's not in the background. Like, yeah, maybe you could have a sound machine or white noise, but you don't have any fancy bracelet on. You're just sleeping. Don't worry about all the other things. And then when you're eating, you're just eating. Don't try to multitask and do, you know, all the work that you have to catch up on. Just eat. Or like moving. You know, maybe you do, if you feel like you do the same movement every day, and it doesn't allow you to be present, do something different, like yoga.
1: We were talking, to, uh, Molly and I were talking about this earlier today, and we were talking about our gym, and I said, you know, it's interesting, I give my clients uh, a choice. You, you, would you like some background music, or, you know, whatever, <laughs> or would you like silence? Mm-hmm. And most of them have some kind of noise mm-hmm. in their workout, and yep. they really like the stillness and yes. the silence. Yeah. And so I want them to... Mm -hmm. listen to their breath. I want them to, you know, hear instructions Mm -hmm. or motivation or whatever we're talking about. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in that I need all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And reality is I need to get more mindful of, you know, like I was talking to a client the other day and I'm saying, let me ask you a question. So how do your biceps feel when you're doing that posture Mm -hmm. exercise? I want you to think about what does your bicep feel like He said, "I never thought of that before. I just do the movement. Uh So now we're being more mindful of the movement. So, so I want to I want to kind of not switch gears here, but I want to get into a little bit about yoga because Rashawn and I were talking about this (laughs) earlier. Like, because you're a yoga instructor, you're certified, Mm -hmm. you do whatever. But let's go back in time. What got you interested in yoga?
0: So I grew up just in a gym, you know, like you." Because of you. And so I was all, and it's a a good thing. But, you know, we always, you know, we went to northern Michigan. We hiked the sand dunes for fun. And we went out west skiing. Like, everything we did involved exercise, which was great. And I love to move my body. But as I got older, you know, I realized that there was this whole other world of movement. And it was slower. And it was, like, um, more, there was more awareness involved in it just tapped into maybe what I needed at the time. Sure. So when I moved to Chicago, I was surrounded by lots of busy things. It was just busy. And I found beach yoga because I wanted to take advantage of being outside and just kind of slow down a little bit and do different forms of exercise. And so, but I didn't want to go into like a, a dark yoga studio. I wanted to be outside. Well, now one of my good friends and who I'm holding a yoga retreat with, she was my first yoga instructor at the beach. So there was this whole beach yoga program and she really got me into it and I loved it and I loved the movements. And then eventually, um, I started taking her classes at the yoga studio that she taught at. And I realized that there was yin yoga, which was more restorative. There was power yoga and there was all these different kinds of yoga. And at the time I really liked power yoga. I liked to do headstands and crow pose and all these crazy poses. But then there was times where I wanted like more slower things. And so um, one of my apartments in Chicago was right across the street from this yoga studio where she taught at. And I started working the front desk like a couple hours a week so that I got free yoga. And so I could do as much yoga as I wanted. I could go to a, I didn't have any kids either, so I could go to like an 8 a.m. yoga. I could go to an 8 p.m. yoga. Different
1: pace in your life.
0: So then um, the yoga studio started doing these yoga teacher trainings, and they said, you should really do a teacher training. We're doing a two-week intensive, and I was working for OTL at the time, full-time, and doing a lot of speaking events, and they were doing this two-week teacher intensive training during these two weeks where I had no traveling or nothing happening so I jumped right in it was 200 hours of yoga in like a kind of like a two-week span we made up some of those hours later on but anyway that's just there was such a yoga community and I think I think a lot of the times people do yoga it's not for the movements necessarily it's for the community even with prenatal yoga a lot of pregnant women they don't necessarily do yoga for Obviously, it helps with birth and makes your pregnancy easier and feel better. But they do it for that sense of community. So that's how I got into it. And then these yoga people kind of became my family. And I did this two-week intensive training course that never happens. You can't find many programs like mm-hmm. that. And it was just opened my eyes to yoga. We learned a lot of different things about um, you know, the rules of yoga, like do no harm on your body. Don't overstretch, you know. Do movements that serve you, that, not, that don't hurt you. So there's just, there was just a lot of mindfulness practices within that yoga training that was just eye-opening to me, I think. When I,
1: like the, I like what you just said, too, that do things or movements that serve you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, when I first started taking yoga, I was never, ever explained that. <laughs> you just got to follow the instructor. Yep. And I'm like, I right. can't do that. Uh huh. But that didn't serve me.
0: No, and then you probably didn't like it. You no, know, there's it's a lot of hard. people that say, "Oh, I I hate yoga. I don't like getting upside down." A lot of people say that. You right. don't have. I mean, I love, and a lot of yoga teachers, when you first start class, they say, "If you can breathe, you can practice yoga. If you do nothing else today but breathe, that is yoga. You can be in child's pose the whole time. You don't have to do any crazy so poses."
1: Interesting. Like I'll do yoga and I'll move. You know, there, there's things that are certain hard. I mm-hmm. like it. You know, I've done beach yoga with you before, but I remember last time we did yoga with you and you say, hey, let's just go in child's pose for a little while. Mm -hmm. And it's very relaxing versus I can't wait to get child's pose, but it's at the end of the right. It's at the very end.
0: Yes. You You need you need movement to still the mind. And that's why when people say, oh, I love Shavasana, I could do Shavasana the whole class. No, you actually couldn't because your mind would be too busy. But when you're doing the movements, it calms the mind and it prepares you for a second. So when you're doing a lot of these poses, you're connecting your breath with movement. But you're working the body in a way that allows you to still the mind. You know, when you do balance poses, your mind is clear.
1: But if you're doing a shav- shavasana. If you're
0: doing shavasana, if you're in meditate, yeah. So say you don't like meditation. You have a hard time sitting still and you can't focus on your breath. Do movement first. Maybe you try a yoga class or do some yes. jumping jacks. So or- that's kind
1: of what we try to teach. Why don't right. You want to get the movement going yeah right yeah and then you start You move
0: the body you still the mind
1: move the body still the mm-hmm. mind we to. so that's what we always talk about mm-hmm. move the body still the mind yeah so if we're trying to calm the mind down get the mind still we need to move the body right. but then we need to also tone it down a little yes. bit I think a lot of people don't and I look at that's what's needed mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize that's really what's needed I remember when Dr. Phil we talk a lot about Dr. Phil but one of the trainings we did way back in the day he was doing sleep training Mm -hmm. at night yeah and he couldn't get these guys to relax mostly men unfortunately but at the time Mm -hmm. um but i realized that they most of them needed less intense training yes they needed more Mm -hmm. you know the pace the pace that you're talking about they needed to change the pace correct yeah Yeah.
0: because i i mean and there's times where i do want to be in shavasana the whole hour and that is a practice. It's called yoga nidra, where you're just in that pose the whole time and you do nothing but connect with your breath. But I think most people, it's more rewarding if you're moving and you're working hard. That's where you can really get into that stillness. And then the silence piece. Like in our yoga training, we learned a lot about in order to bring, you know, your, the person that you're teaching yoga to, to true bliss, you need that silence. And I think sometimes yoga instructors, they blare the music or they, you know, they do the sound bass. And those are all good. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of people just need that silence.
1: And as I mentioned earlier, you know, when we're doing private training here. At the end, get up on the table, we do a lot of manual stretching. Mm -hmm. So it's even even. That's great. (laughs) Very relaxing. And all of a sudden, it's just complete stillness Uh and breath work. Mm -hmm. And they walk out. Wow. You feel amazing. I'm a new person. Yeah.
0: Like we did yoga for our um, employees here a couple weeks ago. And I mean, I could tell everyone's always in a good mood anyway, but everyone was just in a better mood sure. and it felt so good. And it just, that's what, at the end of the day, you always want to come back to what things are actually going to make you feel good mm-hmm. and what foods actually make you feel good. What movements make you feel good? You know, what kind of resting strategies make you feel good? Cause you know, living in Chicago, I met a lot of fitness professionals who, you know, had six-pack abs and had tons of followers on on social media, but they weren't happy people. They struggled with a lot of mental health issues and depression because they didn't have that balance, mm-hmm. and they were deficient in a lot of nutrients. They may looked they looked really good and mm-hmm. people wanted to be them and but at the end of the day, they were lacking in things. And I think that's where balance comes in. I mean, you want to look good and you want to feel good, but I think those, those go together.
1: And that polarity management, we talk a lot about Mm -hmm. that as the yin and the yang is this, it's never about being in balance, but it's recognizing that I'm really kind of really sideways here Mm -hmm. for a second. So what are a few of the other things about yoga you would, if you're explaining somebody, Mm -hmm. again, I think you've explained already a few, but you brought a few other things up earlier about like for you personally, what, what is, What's what's more related to you? I think that would help the the audience recognize this a little bit more. You were talking about like you know you're well grounded and you're mm-hmm. this and it, so walk us through a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, of that.
0: there's different energies that yeah, you yeah I really like that. Um, you know that and and you've probably heard it a little bit before like Vata and Pitta and Kapha, different energies. Like some people are just very high strong. You know they're fire. They probably need slow pace stuff. You know, and it's just
1: recognizing that. Correct? Yeah. And right. Re- mm-hmm. And
0: but you also when you do those slower paced things, you know that it almost like feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you need that. I think sometimes they seek other things like these high intense people naturally want high intense exercises and they almost need the opposite. So there was just things I learned um, in yoga where I I have characteristics of kapha, which is more of like my my energy and. Basically, I'm slow to anger. I'm, um, I can be laid back, but I also need stimulation, and I need stip- stimulation from social things, um, maybe high-intensity exercises. Um, there's things that I also need just to fuel me, too, and help me to find balance, like I need space to myself, and that could be because I'm a twin, too, um, and I've had to share a lot of things. I need clean so I don't like That's clutter. For sure.
1: you, you need space <laughs> and you need clean.
0: Yeah. And, and I know I do. And, I, and a lot of that is from just working at home for a lot of years as mm-hmm. that was my workspace. And I needed a clutter-free space to kind of get into the flow. Some people can have laundry all around them and dirty dishes. I just can't. And I know it. And I own it. And it's all fine. But there's just things. And like I, I know part of being this kind of energy practice is I don't like cold and wet things like i love sun i love sunshine i like warm weather like i need more of those things well
1: and i think too you said again back to the energy you know clutter can really mm-hmm. cause people to really you know oh yeah just drag them down mm-hmm. too much again you know we all know that we declutter something you're like you feel wow great closet yeah. feels good or my car feels or better. go somewhere
0: like for you you can work at home yeah you have an office there hmm but you probably are way more productive when you come into the office. You it know? depends.
1: I'm more productive with people, but I'm right. more I need that. If I'm gonna write or do whatever, yeah. i I want that silence in that 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 space. so
0: yeah, but I think and too, when in my yoga training, I never I knew it, but I never could necessarily articulate it. I did realize that silence is really what what I need at the end of the day. I mm-hmm. need time for just silence.
1: So a couple of nuggets I think we want to kind of, as we wrap this up, I think silence is really, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Phil, again, I use him a lot, but I remember him, you know, he had a 10-day silent retreat. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him one day, and I think I mentioned this before in a podcast, but he said, I don't think you're ready for that. Yeah, I so he said, why don't you start out with a 24-hour silent mm-hmm. day? And I, it was easy for me when mm-hmm. I was traveling but i think i think a lot of us just leaving if you're listening to this podcast today just say hey i need to give myself some silence mm-hmm. throughout the day and, and be intentional about it
0: yeah and just mindful and intentional i mean if you're driving in the car silence like matt is really good about listening to podcasts he, that's that could be what drives him mm-hmm. he needs you know some noise maybe who knows people like podcasts I love just silence in the car. But I think everybody,
1: whether you like podcasts or music or whatever, we all need silence. We do. More people, you know, if you look at the kids, Mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes we overstimulate, and there are all sorts of stuff. So, And I think yoga, you mentioned earlier, it really gets back to what's right for you.
0: Yeah, and that's what we learned in yoga, is there's no one right way to move. You do things that feel good. I always tell people, you know, you may get into a pose that makes you feel uncomfortable. Just breathe into that discomfort. It shouldn't hurt you. You shouldn't have to, you know wrap your leg around your head or do a hand, you don't have to do any of that stuff if that doesn't feel good to you. There's still poses. I've been practicing yoga for a long time now. There's still poses I don't like and I don't feel good to me. Like bow pose.
1: But I think what you just said too, if you can breathe into the pose, Mm -hmm. if you can't control your breath, then we know the pose is too hard.
0: Right. Yep. And so I was,
1: I remember you talking a lot about that, Mm -hmm. like breathe into the pose or Tony Thomas or Mm -hmm. Shiloh, whoever, you know, I'm taking yoga with, they'll always say breathe into the pose. And if you can't, you can't maintain, it's like your form. You start falling apart because you can't control your breath. Yep. And if your breath can't be controlled, then we know Mm -hmm. the intensity or the stress is too high on the body.
0: Well, and there's different forms of yoga too. So if you want more power flow, you can do that. If you feel like you can't connect with your breath in yoga practice, maybe you do more of a Yin yoga. So there's I just, really like Yin yoga. Yeah, that's we did that away. a lot when I was pregnant, and I it was, was basically just you know on your butt and you do stretching and and that's the thing. I it was fun because I learned a lot about different practices. I also learned about kids yoga, which is just so fun and. Um, my kids' daycare every Wednesday they have a yoga instructor who comes in, and they send videos and pictures. These kids are not doing yoga. Who knows what they're doing? But they're moving. They're doing cow pose. They're mooing. They're, you know, they're just they're having fun. They're doing and cat, that's,
1: cat pose.
0: Yeah, it's just you know you have your tree and you grow your branches and you just that's great. Yeah, it's just fun stuff. So yeah, make
1: it fun and entertaining, yeah. and they're and they're moving, yep. working on their balance and <laughs> mobility and all that yep. kind of stuff with it. So, all right. So as we wind down, is there anything else you want to? make sure you cover before we sign off today?
0: No, I just would say, you know, think about, you know, how you're showing up in the present moment. Do you have energy? You know, how are you showing up to the people around you? You know, is is how you're living your life affecting those around you? Do you not have energy? Are you mindful of your relationships? You know, how are, look at the big picture of your life and just think about how you can show up better in the the moment. And I think it does all come down to practicing that self-care.
1: And, that, and being intentional about mm-hmm. that self-care. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, as always, it was a treat hanging out with my daughter today. Let's do this again real soon. And uh, for those of you out there, if you have any questions, feel feel free to reach out to us anytime. We have an amazing team here. Um, Rashawn's trying to get us to, to look better than we are, I guess, and <laughs> feel sound better than we are. But anyway, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at OnTurgetLiving.com, and we'll see you next time.